Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Fennick, a tech journalist with over 30 years experience and if you've got a long enough memory, a former Rabbitoh back in the day. I'll be your host for another episode of Talking Tech with Veeam. Today I'll be talking with Anthony Dimitrovsky from Lenovo and John Wood from Veeam. Anthony is storage sales lead and business development for Lenovo in ANZ and John is solutions architect at Veeam Software. We're going to be talking about unstructured data, typically graphics and video files. They are often business critical, which means they must be properly stored and managed, but they are growing rapidly in volume and size, which is creating lots of challenges for businesses. Anthony and John will tell us more about these challenges and how they can be solved, how unstructured data can reliably be protected and managed. So gentlemen, my first question I'll throw to Anthony. Can you tell me what the main sources of unstructured data in organisations and give me an indication of how fast it is growing? Thanks, Stephen, and hello, everyone. Uh, look, unstructured data is, is kind of unique in the sense that there, there are no real main sources. Data flows in from all angles. There's content creation like video, movies, images and video recordings, or there's machine-generated data like IoT sensors, weather instrumentation, DNA sequencing and huge medical imaging scanners, just to name a few. Growth is exponential. Uh, take a 4K movie, for example, which is typically 40 to 50 gig in size. An 8K movie is, is four times that at around 200 gig. As we kind of go up the scale with the 16K and 30, 32K movies, you know, that's just going to grow larger and larger. DNA sequencing and medical imaging scanners can generate images of, of 50 terabytes or more. And things like LIDAR, geospatial and aerial mapping, you know, those, those types of data are in the hundreds of terabytes. So, you know, we've got, we've got, uh, you know, we've got huge growth ahead of us um, and it's just bringing in more and more challenges to, to, to protect that. Okay, so what problems had this, this rapid growth created for organisations? Well, firstly, the biggest hurdle to overcome is how do you actually store it? And the second uh, hurdle that uh, is quite challenging is, is really around how you protect it. Storing and protecting data sets of this size and scale is painful and very challenging. Uh, customers really need to balance out the costs uh, of, the, of the data itself versus the costs to store and protect it. Okay, let's delve a little bit deeper. John, I'll come to you. From a data management perspective, what sets unstructured data apart? What challenges does it present that unstructured data does not? So with unstructured data, and as Anthony mentioned earlier, it can come in many forms. That that's a, I think is where the challenge inherently lies because you can't always understand how much it's going to grow or how quickly. It's not a linear approach to, to how much data is going to be there or how often it's accessed. So a lot of the data can be um, there for, for a long period of time. So, but at the same time, that data is still important to be able to be accessed uh, for a longer period of time. But then sometimes uh, if we're not accessing it as frequently, we still want to be able to access it further in the future to use it for some type of um, processing or, or learning uh, from a research uh, point of view. So that, that that's inherently where the unstructured data is very different, whereas a, a structured data set being a, you know, a database or um, something that we can continually add to, we, we understand um, how to protect that much easier because we can uh, we can use some very different technologies as opposed to the unstructured data that is that is growing in, in very different forms. So, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see people make in the management of unstructured data? I see a lot of mistakes around 
or maybe misconceptions that that type of data isn't as important uh, historically as those historical, you know, unstructured data forms used to be Word documents, Excel spreadsheets. Uh, but now a lot of that data has been moved to the cloud and these these newer types of unstructured data sets uh, are really important um, to keep for longer periods of time. So Anthony again mentioned there um, geospatial uh, and aerial mapping, for example. So that data is always going to be continued to grow and it's, n it's always going to be needed for you know, looking back historical purposes to understand how, how something has changed over a period of time and that that data is uh, always needs to be protected and that potentially we, we've just snapshotted that data. So keeping a copy or synchronizing it between two locations. Uh, but what can ultimately happen is that once we, we create copies of that data and move it to a different location, um, any type of corruption that happens at the source will ultimately uh, be replicated to the destination. So um, we need to make sure that um, the data not only needs to be available, but also we have to have uh, you know a backup copy like any other type of uh, data set um, that we need to protect and make sure that in the event of a disaster, we can recover from it because a lot of that data, um, that aerial mapping, we can't go back and recreate it. So it's not about you know retyping re a Word document. This is data that um, we, we cannot recreate if, if we do lose it. Anthony, we'll come back to you. We all know about the risks associated with loss of structured data to cyber criminals, like data such as customer information and intellectual property. But what about unstructured data? What appeal does it have for attackers? Well, when you, when you think about it, unstructured data can be just as valuable, if not more valuable than customer sensitive or personal information. Things like Patient medical records and medical imaging are both forms of unstructured data that it's breached or lost are extremely costly, not only from a, a dollar perspective, but from, you know, these type, you know, loss of this type of data could be life-threatening. Life you know, what if, what if we had a, a patient on the operating table uh, and a ransomware attack occurred and, and locked the records? You know, for that very reason, unstructured data is, is constantly under attack by cyber criminals. And they are fully aware that organisations will front up big dollars to get access to their data. So what are the challenges of protecting unstructured data from a cyber attack? Are they any different from those faced protecting structured data? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, just the, the sheer size and scale of protecting such large data sets is, is very difficult to manage and in some cases not possible. Uh, therefore, organizations need to optimize the way they back up and and change their tool sets as as the data grows and what about ransomware you mentioned earlier i understand it tends to favor attacking unstructured data john can you tell me why that is so unstructured data historically has a greater uh, interaction with with end users uh, as opposed to structured data, which tends to typically be behind, you know, an application. So a database would would front onto a web application or some type of um, um, application that that interacts with uh, with end users, as opposed to more people having access to unstructured data. And where that becomes an attack vendor, because more people interact uh, with that data, so it makes it easier for people also for ransomware to attack that unstructured data because it comes in via a larger array of people. The increase in remote working has also created new challenges for all aspects of IT. Is it creating more challenges around unstructured data? For example, recordings of all those virtual calls that are replacing face-to-face -face meetings? 
Yeah, so we saw during the pandemic, you know, a huge shift to remote working and we need to understand that the data that's often created off the back of that uh, is also stored uh, and needs to be managed and protected as well. So um, regardless of whether it's a face-to-face meeting um, where we're creating, you know, documents, presentations for or, you know, remote working where we're able to um, to share those more easily, um, those are still susceptible um, to all the same uh, types of, uh, of attacks, but also we still need to make sure that we're managing the data no matter where it lives and whether it be in a SaaS application or a managed on-premises uh, application, the data that lives under, underneath that is ultimately what we are um, needing to protect. So yeah, regardless of whether it's remote or, or face-to-face, um, the same uh, requirements still apply. Anthony, uh, what are some of the specific tools that are available to help organisations manage their unstructured data? So, uh, I mean, here at Lenovo, it really it really comes down to the platform. Um, our enterprise storage platform, the, the Think System DM, is, is really centred around unstructured data. It's not just about storing the data in a technology that scales well, is, is blisteringly fast and cost-effective, but the data needs to be accessible in various formats, whether that be SIFs or NFS, uh, PNFS or, or even now as kind of applications change, they're, they're looking for access via S3. Um, our Think System DM series scales from uh, a few terabytes in, a, in an edge device through to, you know, multi-petabyte systems sitting in, in data centers with, you know, snapshots and replication capability that, that really assist uh, in pr- the protection of, of large unstructured data sets. John, as you are painfully aware, unstructured data is business critical. Without certain key data, some businesses simply cannot operate. Can you give me any examples of where access to unstructured data might be equally critical? Yeah, so uh, Anthony touched on this before around um, a an example of a healthcare provider where a um, customer might be on, on the table and not able to access the most up-to-date information around maybe an x-ray image or um, some type of pathology information. So that that's one, I suppose, example of where unstructured data um, and, and the access to it is absolutely imperative. You could, you could say the same thing about real-time uh, mapping information or IoT devices at the edge um, producing, you know, telemetry data. You know, mining could be another example of automated um, trucks that are driving and having the most up-to-date information uh, available um, from the edge. So having access to the most uh, reliable uh, information is is obviously key to where things are automated and uh, are running without little human intervention. So as soon as that uh, access to information and data stops, um, so does um, a business. Antti, I'll come back to you. What about giving users access to unstructured data that they need to do their jobs every day? What sort of challenges do organisations face there? Look, making data available at the edge or remotely can be extremely challenging. Uh, the, the great thing about um, the, the, the DM portfolio that we have here at Lenovo is we're able to stretch the data held in the core data centre and make it available at the edge in a, in a branch cache architecture. Uh, we've also got the ability to replicate into the public cloud with with uh, instances in AWS, Azure, or Google uh, that really makes the data available to users wherever they are around the world. Creation of structured data in organisations is very controlled, but anyone or anything can create unstructured data in the form of a video or audio recording. Anthony, let's discuss what sort of challenges this can impose and how organisations can manage them 
without stifling meaningful contributions to a business. Absolutely correct there, Stephen. Uh, duplication of data can be a huge issue for organisations. It's not just about the open ability to create data, but, but think about when that data is shared throughout the organisation via email, you know, potentially creating hundreds or even thousands of copies of the same piece of data. Uh, you know, even if even if there is a common repository like SharePoint, you know, a user can open a file, update a single table or a diagram, or input some text and resave that file as a different version. And as far as the storage system or the backup engine is concerned, you know that that really is a new file. Um, you know, that file could be a couple of meg, a couple of gig, or or even terabytes in size. So, you know, having having a technology and an architecture that that's able to interrogate the file system at a block level. Uh, perform deduplication uh, on only the changed blocks rather than file, the whole file itself is, is really imperative to combating the duplication of data. Uh, and, and that's exactly what we do at, uh, at Lenovo and Veeam. And then I suppose in addition to that, it's in the event of a disaster, how can we give access back um, as quickly as possible, which is you know, obviously another, the, another one of our um, you know, key value props together between uh, Veeam and, and Lenovo is being able to get the data back as quickly as possible, but also um, giving access and not having to recreate data to give it to somewhere else. So, you know, day to day, um, we'll continue down the healthcare path where images or pathology are being used day to day to, you know, in a hospital, for example, but at the same time, you know, a research institution wants to have access to do some data mining or some kind of uh, machine learning on that data. Can we create, you know, a copy of the data from the last backup or, or from a snapshot to give to somebody else as opposed to, you know, copying a full set of that data somewhere else. So we're, we're using those um, really smart underlying technologies that both of us have together to, to provide business value back to, um, to other parts of, the, of, of an organisation to, to, to get value from that data. John, what are some of the regulatory and compliance issues around unstructured data and what challenges do organisations face meeting these? So like all types of data, you know, regulatory and compliance um, is important no matter where that data lives. Um, the, I suppose the challenge around unstructured data in particular is that, you know, it could, because it is growing so fast, we need to keep up with the requirements around making sure it's secured um, and available in the event of, uh, of a disaster. And, you know, even, to the, even down to cybersecurity insurance nowadays, that um, premiums increase um, if you don't have secure and protected um, backups of uh, of your data. So, as a challenge, just because not just because um, the data is increasing, but it's also uh, a requirement from from many parts of the business that are outside the IT department of just making sure it's available. You know, if someone needs a copy of it back, or you know, have deleted it by by accident, but it's now has a greater implication on a business from a cost point of view of, of making sure um, you're able to provide relevant information and documents um, to the government, to you know, potentially a court case um, for, for legal, for any particular legal reasons. And, and that's only, um, that only will get more challenging as that data grows. So we need to make sure that we do have uh, a way that we can protect it in a, in a really timely uh, and efficient manner. Compared to structured data, unstructured data volumes are huge. How can organisations manage backup and storage of all this data without cost blowouts? Anthony, I'll throw this one to you. So 
we've already touched on the, the capabilities of, of the Lenovo uh, DM uh, storage array to, to store and manage unstructured data day to day, whether that's at the edge in, in the core data center or, or even the public cloud. But what we haven't really delved into uh, in great detail is how Veeam and, and, and the DM have, have a really deep integration um, that allows Veeam to drive the features and functionality that, that help us manage the data and include it in the day-to-day -day backup routine. The great thing about this integration is the way in which we optimize and reduce the amount of data that needs to traverse the network. We reduce the management overhead and offload all the heavy lifting of IO operations onto the storage array. When we do this, we, we drastically reduce the size of the backups, uh, the, the backup windows, and, and you know, we can even run backups during core production hours which in the past has not typically been possible. John, I've got a hypothetical for you. If an organization has to recover a huge volume of unstructured data that is business critical, how can it do that rapidly and efficiently? Oh, hypothetical question. So it depends on the, the event that's caused, you know, an outage that, that's requiring that data to become back. Uh, it could be, you know, as simple as a ransomware attack that we need to revert a snapshot, which is very quick to do. So Veeam and, and Lenovo have that capability to snapshot the data really quickly, but also revert it really quickly. So it doesn't matter how big or small the data set is, um, a snapshot is the most uh, efficient way to, to restore data really quickly. If the outage is caused by a really catastrophic failure, so a fire or some type of connectivity issue um, where we can't actually restore anything back to the, um, the source location. That's where we've got to uh, have a, a different solution to get data back and be used uh, as quickly as possible for those, for those end users. And this is where uh, some, of the, some of the great capabilities around Veeam's instant recovery technology, patented technology that we've developed over the years that we turn our backup into a production system again. So we're allowing users to directly access the data from last night's backup or from 15 minutes ago um, that's sitting in our backup repository to make sure that you know the customer is able to access that data as quickly as possible whilst in the background we're able to, to restore that data back to a production system. And finally, gentlemen, what are some final thoughts you'd like to share with the audience today? Anthony, let's start with you. Uh, look, firstly, thank uh, thank you for your time. Uh, you know, it's been a, a, an absolute pleasure having this conversation today. Um, we we obviously spent a lot of time talking about unstructured data uh, and the integration and the capabilities we have with with Lenovo and Veeam. Um, but unstructured data really is only a very small component to a very broad IT ecosystem. So, you know, Lenovo and Veeam together have a lot more we can we can talk about. So, um, you know, obviously feel free to reach out to myself or or, or any of your Lenovo or Veeam uh, account reps and colleagues, and and we can obviously continue this conversation in in a lot more detail. And John, yes, thanks, Anthony, for you know your insight into the the Lenovo side of how we can you know help our customers. And I think you know it's a really great uh, story around providing a really robust system for for customers to be able to use, and and as well that Veeam. Uh, those Veeam integrations that we have to, to protect that data as well. I think uh, final thoughts from me is around the challenge that customers are continually going to have as data grows um, and the way to not just protect that um, as a checkbox, but also reuse um, what they've already got there. They've made a massive investment um, to store the data in the first place and to create it. 
Um, it's how many times um, they can take that data and reuse it somewhere else. And I think um, that's where we can we can really help customers go beyond you know the basics of of just protecting data, but it's it's reusing it um, in the best way um, that a, that a business can really squeeze the most out of it. And that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for joining me and to the audience. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time when we talk about how you can do more with Veeam and AWS. Joining me will be Veeam's Anthony Spatiri and Andrew Bell of AWS. If you're keen to hear more episodes of Talking Tech with Veeam, head over to veeam.podbean.com. Goodbye and have a great day.